For the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. I'd like to take this time to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. If you are a first-time listener of this podcast, what this podcast is, is it's a Father's Rights podcast where we talk about parental alienation uh, as well as the effects of family court. Um, in season two and in season three, we've been talking to fathers from all over this country, as well as we've talked to two fathers from outside of the country, and we definitely look forward to speaking with more fathers from outside the country. Now, why was this podcast created? Well, this podcast was created so that fathers that, uh, lose their children to the $50 billion industry known as family court, uh, they have an outlet. They don't feel alone. It's, it's a place where they can come tell their story and not feel like uh, they, there's no one out there who, there's people out there, no one cares. People do care. There's a lot of us out there who care. Now, what's the goal of this podcast? The goal of this podcast is pretty much to raise awareness towards the topic as well as give these these uh, hurting fathers a, a listening ear. Sometimes it's all, it's all, it's all it's really needed. Grab hands and to uh, be partners, be comrades on a mission to be treated like equal human beings when we step into the family court. If nothing else, uh, these these podcasts and these stories, we aim to inspire and encourage uh, other fathers um, to continue to fight their fight for their children. Um, In today's episode, we speak to another uh, father, father who's from where I'm from. Look forward to hearing his story. I hope you can hear this and take this story um, head on with an open heart. If there's something in this podcast that uh, sparks you and makes you want to reach out, you let me know and we'll take the proper steps. Um, I do hope uh, that if you're listening to this podcast, you can support. There is a, there is a monthly support link or uh, you can do the right thing and copy the link and send it to someone um maybe a dad who's hurting maybe a mom who's stealing a kid or maybe just someone who you know is into social injustice and they might be interested in learning about another topic because we can all talk about race until we're blue in the face how can we face race we can give each other good experiences we can start teaching each other things that folks some folks just don't know, so maybe teach some folks some history. Maybe bridge that gap of ignorance with knowledge. Um, most of all, just good experiences, man. Nothing beats a good experience, man. Give give somebody out there who doesn't look like you a good experience. So this way we can move forward and start talking about topics like what we have going on here. Uh, fathers don't have rights in the courtroom. And we can't really get to it because we're still, you know what I mean? It's just not a topic that gets talked about. And I'd like to see it talked about more. So we're going to get right back into it. Uh, Enjoy. All right. So on today's episode of Fathers and Family Court, uh, we have the opportunity to speak to a guest uh, from um, the state of Michigan, which always uh, brings excitement to my heart. Uh, As you guys know, I'm from Michigan. Um, This caller actually comes from... um, 
really close to where I'm from, so we have a, a lot in common. Um, his name is Matt. He's 39 years old, uh, and I'm really excited to hear his story. We, we have been using our cell phones to do the right thing and get in contact with each other, other fathers going through what we're going through, and uh, me and Matt chopped it up for about five minutes prior to this pod, pressing record on this podcast, so I know his energy, but I have no idea what he's going to say. I'm excited. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. It's, I'm really glad to have you, man. So, listen, uh, before we get into things, man, because I know me and you are going to chop it up here, What uh, did you have a dad at home growing up when you were a kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in a, a family. You know, mom and dad were both there. Um, they divorced at 17, and I can remember that being a kind of a hard time. You know, my, my mom came at me and asked me, you know, like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving my dad. What do you think about this? And I came up with this 50% rule. I told her, like, look, if you're not happy more than 50% of the time, you should probably get out, you know, so that your peace of mind, like, you're happy because you got to live your life. And, uh, you know, they divorced and, yeah, I grew up, you know, but, I mean, at 17, you're pretty much already a man, so you're finishing high school, you know, like, you're not on your own doing your thing, and, um, yeah, but I, I had my father, and he was a great influence on my life growing up, and, you know, I'm grateful. He's still part integral, you know, he watches my daughter every every day, he teaches her. He's the mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. Uh, tutor I could ask for, mm-hmm. you know? And no, uh, man, that's that's powerful. And I always ask dads that so we can get a feel for uh, just before they get their story going, so we can get a feel for how 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 they were how, how much they wanted it. You know, you it, you had a dad who was around, uh, and and he set he set a good blueprint for you to follow. And fucking, I'm sure that's exactly what you've been doing. You know what I mean? And when yeah. you had that blueprint, you're also thinking like, damn, how could I make this a little better? How could I tweak this to make this take this shit to the next level? That's the kind of... And yep. then you had a chance to see the, the it break down and him not be there. Now, you weren't a little boy, thank God. You were, you know, old enough to, like, go through those thoughts and get through it on your own. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a little, a little better. I know it was still hard and shit, but it gave you opportunity to experience that as well. You know what I mean? So it's like... You knew for sure you wanted you wanted what type of dad you wanted to be. You know what I mean? So yeah. So man, let's get into this a little bit, man. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk how this all got started with uh with uh w- 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 was it always rocky with your child's mother or what? Okay, so um, my daughter's five, so obviously I was with uh, her mother for you know probably six six and a half years and uh she had three kids and i love them all to death still to this day man they need me i'm there for them um you know i was i I was in a pretty tight spot i just had a apartment fire and lost everything so i was putting all the pieces back together you know my head scattered and i get with this girl and you know things are great you know everything's good she moves in she's getting a job you know and uh one of the kids starts coming to stay with us next thing you know i'm I'm buying a trailer and i'm I'm putting them all you know i got this whole family i got five people in my family and uh and then i want to start adding to it you know i want to have my own with her and Mm -hmm. and things are going good you know i mean we're struggling you know things are tight you know i remember food stamps borrowing money like struggling to make ends meet but you know through it all we had love and the family was there and you know, if you want to look at the Rockies part of, part of stuff, yeah, I mean, 
you know, when things went bad, they went real bad. Um, it was it was kind of like this zero to ninety miles an hour with her, you know, and then uh, you know things didn't work out in White Lake, so we moved in with some in laws. And let me tell you what, if anyone's listening, and ever wants to move in with the in laws, don't do it. Don't do okay, it, that was that was awful. Um, but. You know, they put us in a spot where we could really kind of start saving money, and the goal was to get a house, but um, it got real rocky. You know, she was she was having some, some issues, and I remember at one point in time, I was just going to go, you know, I needed a break. I needed to get away. I needed to be with, with my family and just kind of, like, chill, hang out, watch some anime, just veg, like, get me away from this situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I remember she locked my daughter in the, the car, or she said she got her locked in the car, and then I went there to go, you know, break into the car or whatever, right? Give me a coat hanger. I, I used to be a mechanic. I'll knock this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, and then next thing you know, she didn't want me to leave. She's got a knife in her hands, and I had to take the knife away. And Whoa. so I'm like, I'm out of this place, you know? So, Doug, so it went from you uh, unlocking a car door to her just p- pulling a knife out on you? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of arguing and crazy talk back and forth, and right. you know how it is, you get heated, and, yeah, you know, yeah. things escalate, hey. so things definitely escalated to a point where I was like, look, my safety, I can't be here, you know, because if I'm not here, I can't provide for my family, right. and, you know, I need I need peace of mind, I need to go, yeah. so I left, and for two months. Serious situation, man, I had a good friend over my, a good friend of mine over here recently, and I have, I have a friend, I have two friends who suffered from, uh, uh, not you know, just getting stabbed too. One of them didn't make it. And the other one yeah. is still here today, man. But it's like you know. But a, another one of my friends was actually just over here, and he said he had gotten to a dispute. Well, he was over here a while ago, but to me, you know, it ain't. It wasn't. It was like within the last year. But he was saying like, yo, he is the 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 chick pulled a knife out on him. Like he was telling, he yeah. told someone something that was the truth, and she was so mad she pulled a knife out on him, really cut him. The steak knife had his whole shit split. I'm like, oh my yep. god, bro, what? Better stay away from her, brother. Not yep. that you could really die with a knife. You know what I mean? This, so, man, I'm sorry. I just wanted to just stop there for a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. So, this was a steak knife, in fact, that we're talking about. So, I'm glad you said that because, uh, you know, taking a steak knife away is a little bit easier than something that's not so serrated. And, right. Uh, right. Um, so I stayed with my cousin for like two months out in Howell and I was away from my daughter at the time and it was just brutal. You know, I said, I'm never doing this again. I don't care. I'm never going to be away from my daughter mm-hmm. for two months. Cause just the fact that we would video chat and she'd be crying and she wanted me to be there and mm-hmm. it, it broke my heart, you know, and I'm, Hey, look, I wasn't raised like that. I want to be around my, my kid. Like that's the most important thing in my life. Yeah. So you know, things ended up calming down. I ended up getting back with her. I put a plan together, like, look, I'm getting a place. Um, it's going to be for me and Bella. And that's my daughter's name, you know, like, hands down. It doesn't matter what happens. We have this place to go, okay? Like, you can you can kick rocks, and we're still going to be here. So I did that, man. And uh, for two years, you know, things were okay. Things calmed down. They went back to normal, but... That one night, you know, I'm sleeping, uh, I put my daughter to bed, I passed out in her room, I was, you know, she's four at the time, she's probably three and a half now that I think about it, mm-hmm. um, I pass out in her room, she comes in, starts talking all crazy, and then next thing I know, there's another knife, so, oh, like, you know, 
this isn't going to happen. So whatever, she throws it at the wall, and I call the cops, and they take her away. And, hey, you know, that was 15 months ago that that she saw her daughter, you know. That was the last time she saw her? Yeah, on January 23rd, 2019, something like that. Uh, 2020. No, it'll have been January 2020, but before COVID and all the crazy stuff, you know. But yeah, right before. Uh, yeah, since then went through court. You know, full custody. Um, you know, I mean, she's been living with me since. I mean, uh, everything's been so much better. Um, I got her in daycare. You know, I've got her in gymnastics. Uh. You know, I'm just trying to provide the best life I can for my kid, and it's tough, you know? I mean, that question of, where's my mom? I miss my mom is, you want to see a man break down in tears, you know? Have, have, have their daughter ask him that, you know? That's that's tough on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, man, that's, that is, that is, that's, and, and I just want to point out that there's good in it, too, because at least that she did a good enough job to where... You know, your daughter's asking about her and saying she misses her. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess it hasn't really been that long for me, but I could tell. Like, all right, at least, at least she, at least she's asking about her. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. But still, like, you're. I, I can't get over the per, the fact that the person whipped out a knife on you two times. You know what I mean? And. If there's any dads out there, because, you know, we don't really talk too much in this society as much. You know, a man gets slapped on TV and it gets put on there like it's regular. You know what I mean? And the show goes yeah. on. Like, it's not, like, woman-on-man violence is seen as, like, okay in this society. And, honestly, I think that's a big problem, part of why, uh, yeah, why, why we don't uh, properly address domestic violence in this country. Because... It goes both ways, type of deal. But the thing is, men. It does. Men are. When I got a knife pulled on me, bro, I didn't call the police. I wasn't like call thinking about calling the police at that time. Like that's not what I was thinking. I'm like, it's just not. It really wasn't like. It wasn't. It. I, I wasn't for calling the police. The whole beginning part of my, when my when my child's mother cut. Cut on, cut my, tried to cut, cut my child out the womb. Once I got out the situation, and once I was like, once everything calmed down and I was, it was done. I wasn't calling the police. It wouldn't even, yeah. it didn't even cross my mind. Like, bro, call the police. This person just tried to cut. Uh, you don't even have to call me. You call nine one, get paramedics there, get her, go take her to the spot where they go when you, when you do something like try to cut a kid out of womb. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm not sure, but I, I just want to stop and. Stop here. This stop for a second because look, look, fathers. When you hear this, this dad didn't when he when he, when he took the right steps. He got the knife pulled on him the first time. The second time the knife pulled on him, he's already he's already making proper steps. Now the uh, the one thing I'd like to say about that is is like the amount of rage that I had, you know dealing with that situation you're gonna pull a knife on me you're gonna threaten to slash my tires or you're gonna threaten to throw a knife at me i don't care what it is yeah. you know as a younger man you get a hot temper you want to you know, man yeah. you know let me just uh okay let's get violent you know that's the first thought that crosses your mind 
But now that I have a kid, the first that, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is my daughter, you know, hands down, like it's a game changer, you know, it's literally a mindset changer where, okay, yeah, I can take a knife, you know, whatever, you could probably stab me, I'll live, you know, chances are pretty good, but as long as my daughter's okay, I'm cool with it, I'll I'll take that knife blade, you know, it's fine, but you know, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if I don't I don't get to go to work tomorrow? Okay, that's fine. One day, two days, three days, no problem. Eventually, the bills aren't going to get paid. Because mom ain't going to pull the bill, pull the weight, you know? Yeah, no, she man, couldn't keep... Yeah. Yeah, you can't, at some point, you got to protect your kids and yourself. It's yeah. part of that equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, bro. But the thing is, is that, like, you know, if a person is thinking angry, grab a knife. Okay. The problem is there's something going on with that, with that. There's something going on there. Between the time you got mad and then your brain tells you go grab knife, you know what I mean? So like, at, that's in your last, that's in your brain too. Now you like, all right, that's that's the tip you want. That's the energy you come with. That's where you're thinking. So now I can't just ignore that. That's there. You want your you, you knife and you. You know what I mean? When you get mad. Not good. Something's not... Something's not right. Yes. And I can tell you that she wasn't wired right, you know? Like, there were some obvious signs that I probably ignored. You know, have you ever seen the hot, crazy matrix on YouTube? I want to... I'll link it to you after this. It's called the hot, crazy matrix. You're going to die laughing. I guarantee you, you're going to watch it, you're going to be like, nah, you nuts, you should have seen this coming, and I should have as well, but um, basically, it's it's just this, hey, you know, some chicks are crazy, and they're fun, but they don't make good mothers, you know, and I hate to sound as sexist as that sounds, but in my case, you know, she was dealing with some mental instabilities, and hey, for $30, she could be seeing her kid tomorrow. I'd be court-ordered to do the supervised visitation. 30 bucks. Yeah. 30, yeah. But you tell me right now, 30 bucks to see my kid is getting paid tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm no, going to go see my kid. I won't lie to you, bro. I won't lie to you. Uh, if if the person's on any type of uh, state aid or has any bridge card or anything like that or Medicaid... They're getting, they can file a motion for free and have the fucking fee waived and just go get, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, gosh, (laughs) you know, any respect I had, you know, for her in, if you tell me that situation, wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure man. she's getting some kind of aid or something. Yeah, no, no get it waived no, and get it for free. Yeah, no, it's it's no, it's, it's a fact, bro. It's a fact, bro. That's that's a fact. But like, the, the, I hundred percent believe it. The fact of the matter is, bro, is that you know what I'm saying? Is that there's good dads out there, you know, and you're telling the truth, bro. There are. And, and and there's, but we also are smart enough to know that the narrative they have put into play does kind of. Um, there are dads out there who aren't shit, but when I think about it, like, in my peers, now, I've been playing sports since 1993, bro, I know a lot of fucking dudes, you know what I'm saying, and, like, because when you start playing sports, bro, these folks, when you go to, like, you know, I don't remember, like, folks from 93, but once I started playing football, and that's, like, a fraternity, so I'm cool with folks from 98 all the way to fucking, I stopped playing when my daughter was born, so, like, once you play with someone, you're friends with them, but, like, I see them on Facebook, I see them on the, guy. 
I know they're not on there portraying themselves as bad dads, but like the joy I see them when they're with their kids, the things they say, I can realize that, bro, I don't really, I, I like that I know of, I'm not friends with or associated with any people that don't fuck men that don't want to be great elite fathers, bro. When I see dads out in the community and me and you, bro, you know, I'm, I, I, I go where I go around your area a lot. Like I frequent that area. So like we're yeah. in the same communities and you probably come frequent where I am for certain things, bro. Like we're in the same communities. We know in our community, we see with our own two eyes, other good dads out there. And that's why yeah. I've been go out my way to tell dads they do a good job. Cause fuck, what if I seen you one day while I'm at Home Depot, uh, fucking uh, on the pier road? You know what I mean? Like what? what, yep. what, uh, what okay, and I see you there with your daughter. I'll be like, hey, bro. Way to be a good dad. He'd be like, hey, man, thanks. Like, us not even knowing we got damn near a, a, a similar situation, a similar a similar thing going on. We got the same fight we're fighting. But, and then, too, like, also, you mentioned, like, all right, uh, I, I stayed out with my buddies and how, uh, my cousin and how, or some family, what you said. But, like, when I, yep. go, when I, I went to how for the first time, like, I want to say maybe two, a, a year and a half ago. But, like, I went and, like, I, I you know, we're obviously, no one can tell I'm Polish, you feel me? No one knows I'm yeah. 50% Polish or what. I mean, your caller ID is kind of a giveaway, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I saw that last name and I was like, oh, okay. But, bro, listen, here's the thing. Nobody doesn't see my ID when they call. Yeah. They don't know my mom is... Oh, look how she looked. They just see I have a beard. Right now, I'm rocking a bald head. They hear what music I'm playing, or they hear they see how how they see my tattoos, and then they judge. But that's why you gotta be good to folks. But I said all that to say, like, yep. bro, listen, like, like, and then if we seen each other without each other's kids passing in the car, we might don't think we have nothing in common. You know what I mean? And that's why it's important, like, this shit right here. And that's why we got to get over, I mean, not me or you in particular, but just it, it, two other people in this situation, let's say. But that's why we got to get over, like, how different we are and start looking at how much we got in common. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I guarantee you, our kids, they're going to come up to each other out in the park, and my yeah. daughter's going to go, hey... My name's Bella. You want to play? Yeah. And they're going to go have a blast, you know? Like, yes. that. that is lost on our society because, you know, hey, we got adults, you know? We turned in, we grew up, we got weird, you know, whatever. We're insecure. But, I mean, mm -hmm. the kids are so innocent. They are. And they need that protection, you know? They, they, they need that nurturing, you know? And it's, I mean, if you run into me at Home Depot, there's a 90% chance my daughter's with me. And if I, if I'm buying a tape measure, she's got to get one too. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, man, you're an elite dad, man. I I, I just want to tell you that, dog. You are. I appreciate dad. that. No, nah, man, you're an elite so, dad, bro. And there's a lot of other elite dads out there, and we gotta make sure that then this narrative of just dads being deadbeats are is we can we can get rid of this shit, bro. So let's chop it up about that for a quick second, man. So, uh, okay. what do you know? I mean, obviously, you don't have to pay child support, but you did make mention earlier of. Um, of the mom trying to my, my child's mom or any child's mom just trying to get out of child support so let's talk about child support yeah. for a second bro do you know what title four is uh i can't say i know it in like back to front details i'm sure it has something to do with child support it does so 
what it is is it incentivizes each state to put dads on child support. All right, and I tell every dad about this because I want other people to fucking just go out there and tell as many people as they can. And this is fucking everyone is in this nation for sure. Um, this is for all of us. There's only one state right now that has presumptive fifty-fifty, and that's Kentucky. The rest of the the forty-nine all follow the same protocol for sure. So here's okay. the deal. So if mom, every dollar that a person kicks out for child support, the state gets back sixty-six. Uh, cents. Not the state, I'm sorry. The same people who issued out that judgment, they get back 66 cents. Now, that's that's actually a profit, considering they don't have to do anything but be a middleman, but here's where you start to get sticky, alright? Hear me out. Now, if a mom, or I'm sorry, if, if the one parent is on any form of state aid, Medicaid, bridge card, anything like that, okay? Fucking now that same courtroom, those same people who issued that judgment, they're getting up to $5 per dollar that's kicked out in child support. You get it? So if a dad pays $250 a month in the mom's on state aid of any form, guess what? That courtroom, those particular people who issued the judgment get back $1,200 every time he makes that $250 payment. You feel me? Uh, I think that's a scam and a racket, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's definitely a scam and a racket. It's a f- I'm sure it's a good deal for the, the judges and the people issuing that, but it doesn't seem right at all, oh, you know, in that context. It doesn't. And, you know, I've been talking about this a lot on this podcast, but here you are actually somebody who is... Uh, you're from the, you, 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 you're from my neck of the woods, so you, you understand when I say the building in our community that's taking this free money stands in the community the building itself stands in a community where they have nothing that community where they stand where they call people out from Novi where they call people out from Clarkston where they call people out from Lake Orion uh, all them other spots where they call where the, the when they call where, where when they calling people out where where they got money to come out to do to to fight for their kids just like anyone else, the money they get is going right back in their pockets. Not a single cent of it is going back into the community where they're doing the robbing at. You you know what you got an excellent point, and I would just like to you know reinforce the fact that that central location is like a spider. You know, and each one of its legs reach out into a different community, you know, and man, what you're saying is, is powerful, you know, like that is corruption at its core. If, if you ask me, I mean, for my personal opinion, based on the facts that you're telling me, I mean, Lake Orion, you know, Sterling Heights, Novi, all those different places, all those family courts are centralized at that 1200 building. Mm-hmm. If my understanding is correct, yep. that's well, like well, all of Metro Detroit. Well, you know? kind of. Well, kind of. Sterling would be more Macomb. But I mean, Macomb okay. is, Macomb is, Macomb is, they got, they got it too now. You got to figure. But I've heard Macomb is actually a little less biased. 
But but here's the deal. We got we got there's Royal Oak, Madison Heights, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shelby. That type of deal. You know what I mean? So it's it it, it Waterford, this it's it's there, man. You got Kego. Well, I mean Kego's so small. You know what I mean? But, All I'm hearing is dollar signs right now. Yeah, man. That's, that's let, it, man. Let me I mean another one. West Bloomfield. <laughs> yeah, Oakland Township, you, you know. know what I mean? Yeah. Something yeah. like that, man. So all those dads come to the slums to get to, mm-hmm. to fight for their kids. And then while they're in the slums, those people rob them and then and make them pay to play. And then once they do that, and I don't want to give every judge on that staff that name or that title because there's going to be new shifts and new waves of people coming in that are going to slowly start making their change. But at the same yeah. time, we're talking about as a whole what's been going on since we were alive. But like... They take the money and they put it right in their pocket. Meanwhile, that community is left with one high school, not two. They're left with one middle school, not five, not four, whatever the number was. They're left with two elementaries, not 12. You know what I mean? These are real numbers, bro. So it's like we could have saved maybe one or two of those along the lines of these years if you could have had maybe just put the money back into the community. Or better yet, if there's $1,200 coming from this $250 payment when he puts it on the machine, why don't you just take the $250 and give that $1,200 to the kid? Or give... Start a college fund for him. Yeah, man. Give $200 of it to the kid and then make the $1,000 go right to his fund. If it's about the kids. But here's why they can do it, bro. Because... I don't know if you watch sports, but people know who Tom Brady is, and they don't watch football. Yeah. People know who uh-huh. fuck Michael Jordan is, whether they watch basketball or they don't. They know who he is. He's a basketball player. But 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 look, they know child support, but they don't know what Title Four is. So you see how uh-huh. problematic it is, bro. I mean, bro, I do challenge you, and I do 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 challenge you. Ask everyone you know for the next week if they've heard of Title Four Section D. You know. And then I just was talking to a dad, man. Shout out to Sean, man, in San Antonio. But he was telling me about how he called CPS and uh, they weren't doing anything for his case. Well, the reason why they don't do anything for folks' case for dads is because they are Title Four too. They get Title Four funding too, bro. They're say- if I said child support, it's all under the Social Security Act. If I said child support section Title Four Section D, that means there's a Section A, B, and C. Well. One of those is, you know, like CPS's agency, human services or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? So here's the thing, bro. They don't get money for taking a child that's in danger, getting their ass whooped at their mom's house. They don't take a child who's being left at adult, with an adult fiend at their mom's house away and give them to the dad because what money is it in there for them? What money yeah. is it? They get money when what? Okay. There was a little girl in Oakland County found in a ditch. Her mom was schizophrenic or something. And then, like, they were like, where? You had a baby. What happened to that baby? The baby was in the woods. Oh, oh, the CPS from our county came out and took the kids and put them in their custody immediately. It didn't say nothing about them going and trying to find dad or putting that kid in dad's kid. Nothing like that. Because where's the money in it for them? The money is take the kid. Okay, here's a name for you, bro. I want you to Google this when we done. Trinity Chandler. I believe her name was. Uh, And this little girl, okay, got the our county CPS got called out and they looked at her, bro. She looked like a boxer. Like she looked at like, bro, she just got she just 
sparred one-on-one with Anderson Silva. I swear. You know what I mean? It looked like he, you know, I swear it looked like she was fighting Clarissa Shields, bro. I'm telling you, bro. She looked really bad. So I'm like, I'm like, so, so here's what happens. They, CPS leave her alone. I mean, they leave the baby with the mom. And then a day later, two days later, the boyfriend turns, turns the kid in, uh, at a, at a fire station dead. You feel me? So yeah. how does this happen when you guys were just out here? Well, I'll tell you how it happens. Because dad is the one who's causing up the stir. Dad is the one who's trying to get you guys to move. You So you know there's another party where you can take this kid. So you're not just going to take this kid and put it in your possession. So we don't see anything wrong. We can't substantiate. Yes, you can. You just don't fucking want to, bro. Because you want the money for yourself. Because you want that Title IV funding incentive money that come with that. You know what I mean? So, but here's the thing. Like, we all think, like, when I thought of Child's Protective Services, I thought they help people. I thought they sure. help kids. But it's money. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I've dealt with them, you know. I mean, how many times do you think they've been out to my house, you know? How many times, how many reports do you think I've had to deal with, you know, in the past six years of my life, you know, with child protection services, you know, what, what, was it because it was it about your kid? Well, we, we own it, man. Let's talk about it, bro. So, where okay. they, where they so all right. So you got to figure, um, at one point in time, I had four kids in my household, yep, yep. you know, one wanted to run away all the time and she ended up in, um, children's village mm-hmm. and i'll be honest with you i probably have the best relationship with any of the kids that are mine with her um she's she's really doing good now but mm-hmm. dude i mean when you run away 15 times and cps has got to show up to your house mm-hmm. don't know what's going on here mm-hmm. something's not right i mean i had to do parenting classes i mentioned that ju- you know that judge that i stood in front of mm-hmm. same judge that sentenced that girl to, you know, I mean, I stood in tears and said, look, this is my kid, but I'll do anything you want. You know, I'll take out of time work. I don't care. Whatever I need to do to help. Um, you know, so, I mean, CPS is definitely one of those things where it's it's a double-edged sword. You know, when you need them, you need them. But when you don't, you don't. Same thing with the cops, you know. Like, I, I don't want to call the cops for any reason, yeah. but if I need them, I want them to show up, you know, and, uh, fortunately, you know, like when, when I told you that the last time I saw my daughter's mother, mm-hmm. they showed up, who do you think went in the cop car first? You think it was her? You think it was me? Oh, she, you mean to, to get questioned or like, like as a suspect, you went in the cop car first, if you're saying as it was a suspect. 100%. Yeah, yep. I, I went in the cop car first. Yeah, and you they didn't take the me away though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made the call yeah. too, so that's what's crazy, yep. bro. And that's why. Look, there was a time where I was living with my child's mother, and we were in Kigo, bro. Now she's from the fucking the D. She don't know anything about where we from. So I, I, right. I, I say, hey man, listen, this is not a good spot for you because you stand outside screaming over not knowing what to do with your hair, bro. And you do not quite understand me. <laughs> no, for real, like, just some real ghetto, like, shit that I had never really, like, you know. But listen, so, uh-huh. like, so like I, I, me, I ain't come up, you know, I ain't got, like, I, I understand, but, like, I don't, I don't, you know, I, don't, I, I like to keep a little bit, a bit of dignity about the shit. So here's the thing, right? right? So, 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 
I say, listen, man, you're, you don't understand the animosity that's between one city and another and how close you are and how much these folks in this community just don't want that in their community. You know what I mean? So this yeah. dog, this chick went on to call the police on me, bro, called the police nine times, bro. Each time I didn't, nothing happened to me, but there were, there were times, cause when they get there, I'm just telling them what it is, bro. Listen, she's fucking crazy. Like, cause they yeah. don't hear, they got the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will follow what they say. They say, they say, they say, all right, man, one of them say run. The other one say shit. You call first. Another one say, you know, but like, I, eventually I just left, bro. Cause I'm like, listen, bro. The last time they came, they had guns drawn. You, there was two times the guns was out at my crib. Like, who do you think they was? That's not good. Exactly. That last time, bro, there was a dude around the tree. There was a dude at the, behind, there was a dude behind the car. Dude at the corner. Dude, dude at the other corner. This, this is like uh-huh. six guns. You know what I'm saying? Odds answering the door. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, bro, yeah. like one wrong move, bro. They was going They, you know what I mean? And all cause what? This motherfucker had a had a breakdown. Like, bro, listen, I don't, I telling you bro so it's, it's like so and i'm only talking about this to talk about like how the male is automatically seen as the threat but if yeah. handled correctly if if you stay calm and just can, can compose yourself and tell exactly what happened without being still in your feelings about whatever but in in a lot of these times if a dad is a victim in these situations Shit, he's a little pumped too. You know what I mean? But you gotta, you gotta come out of that and be able to explain what happened to you. And you can't be fucking like all in the world because then it looks like you're just a maniac, bro. They don't care. They want to know what happened. Yep. That's what they're there you for. You can't let emotions rule you, you know. Yeah. Especially when it comes to a hot situation yeah. like that where you just want to rage, you know. And yeah. I mean, like I said, man, as a younger man, I'd want to get buck wild. But now that I got a daughter. You know, priorities, man. The kid comes first. You know, I'll take a bullet for my daughter, no problem. But, you know, in the same hand, I got to protect my lifestyle. I got to make sure that I can get to work in the morning. That's why I couldn't let my tires get slashed. That's why, you know, I had to call the cops because, like, you know, I mean, she was tripping. And, I mean, literally, when I tell you that, like, I dealt with mental instability, I'm, I'm not fibbing or anything i'm talking clinical diagnosis like department of human services like literally trying to help this person out i felt like i did everything in my power for her and for her children and you know i want nothing but the best for them i still to this day those kids came over for my daughter's birthday i mean that's their stepsister you know so i mean whatever but I have that relationship with them, you know, and I mean, if we're talking 30 bucks to see your kid and you haven't seen your kid in over a year, you got issues, you know, something's not right. You're not meant to be a mother. Maybe you're not meant to be a father if, if you, the situation's reversed. I don't know, but whoever is taking care of the kid and providing the best life for them, the judge or the courts need to be looking at that, you know. Well, I got a friend that works at CPS. I know you kind of sound like you got some animosity towards them, you know, and I actually have a friend that I grew up with that works at CPS. And, you know, I can tell you her heart's in the right place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But that doesn't mean the system is. Yeah, no, bro. And I want to say this, bro. I got 100 pages. And it's not that I, I don't. And I, and I go out the way to tell the workers, hey, it's not you. It's so much bigger than you. It's bigger than yep. these. It's bigger than these state workers, too. I used to say that in the early cast. It's, it's, it's not just these people. It's bigger than them. They got to do what their job tells them, bro. It's, just, it's, right. it's bigger than them. They can't just go in there and fucking wing it. Like they, they have like we don't we don't believe that our we don't believe technically that like a p- person in a position of power can just go up there and wing it. Like we don't believe that for our anyone we don't believe that. We don't believe that. So why would we believe they can do that? They really can't. Like they have to follow guidelines. Yeah. There's been lots of fucking <clears throat> the problem was is that I got a hundred pages of CPS documentation. <laughs> Where they didn't really do much, but in there I still met good work, good like out of all those people, I could tell there was a lady in there, her heart was in a great spot. There was another where I had two people in there. There's been people in there, not from our county, but 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 the two people I did meet two good people from our county, but a lot of the other nice ones were from other count well, another county. But still sure. I've met good CPS workers, bro. They they don't they don't do they can't do anything but what they can do. Even if they feel something yeah. or whatever, they have to go to a supervisor and be like, Can I sanction this? Can I can I uh, or whatever it's called, can I substantiate this? They have to you know Yeah. So they can They gotta get their yeah. They gotta watch you know, they gotta watch out for their paycheck yeah, too. Yeah, and make just, sure they're not. Yeah. They can't just wing it now when, when it's all I'll tell you what, the last two years, man, I'm I'm a pro at red tape. I don't know what it is, but, like, man, if, if you need a document or you need me to sign something, get it back to you, you know, I don't care. I've been through the ringer, you know, courts and hiring lawyers and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. I don't care. If it's for my daughter, I'm going to get it done, mm-hmm. you know. Heck yeah, man, and that's and that's super powerful, man. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think a lot can be learned from the fact that you fucking, you the fight you fought, man. I think a lot can be learned from uh-huh. that. Uh, and so I do. I do have a couple questions here for you. Uh, what sure. What have been? What's been the biggest takeaway from all of this, bro? Like, what's been? Um, like, what's been your biggest takeaway from all this? Experience? Um. I mean, my daughter comes first. You know, like that's that's really. A crucial factor in my life. I mean, I guess I would take that away from the whole situation. And I think if anyone's going through it, I'd say, look, set your situation up as best you can. You know, like I said, I probably went through two years of hell just to make sure all my ducks were in a row. Because I knew this fight was coming, you know. And if someone has the foresight to, to say... All right, look, you know, it's getting rocky, and I'm really, you know, like, I was living with in-laws and everything like that. Like, you have to set yourself up to prepare to take care of your child, you know. And I think the best thing men can do to be a good father and to be a provider is... One, make sure you got the job locked down, make sure you got the bills paid, make sure you got food on the table, because that's what CPS is going to look for, you know. And if you can provide that plus a good, you know, stable environment for your kid, that's what matters, you know. And I think that's why you got to put your kid first. You can't, you know, can't be out hitting the club or out drinking all night. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta man up and you gotta, you gotta handle your responsibilities first and foremost. You know. 
What uh? So I think that I think that's good advice, man. We gotta put our kids first, man. We can't be, you know what I mean? I know there's a lot of people out here ripping, running, trying to. No, man, you gotta. <laughs> my kids have been here for for a nice little second now. I have I've been, uh-huh. like literally a hundred percent devoted to shit, getting my kids where they need to be. Shit, just socially, emotionally, small things like little things. We're getting it together, bro. I've been I've been I've been locked into that and. I'm just yeah. working. I, I I wouldn't like I'm not. I don't, like I feel alive, but at the same time, I know the work that needs to be done right now is spending time with my kids. You know what I'm saying? Be it just just yep. the little things, man. We're putting them first, bro. Cause shit. Yeah, man. I I know this. Yeah, I know. I yeah. So what I do want to ask you is this, bro. What um, what do you think we need to do as far as uh? Just how the overall outlook of this family court system. What do you think we need to do, like to fi- to fix what's wrong? I mean, I think they got to look at it for the child, not what's going to be you know best for the court. It's got to be for the child because you know, I mean, worst case scenario, you know, a child grows up, her mom's out shooting heroin, you know, and she can't even lift a finger to cook mac and cheese, you know, through the day. Like, who's, who's setting kids with that child and providing them with the father's income to, you know, score another a rock or, you know, get another fix instead of, you know, putting food on the table? Like, that to me is sickening, and if if that's taking place, or you know, if profit is being taken care place or uh, taken from uh, this this section four, you know that that's that's a huge issue, you know, at hand. I mean, a thousand dollars a month or, or a week or yeah, a, a month is an astronomical yeah. amount of money to go to college or better that kid's life down the road. I mean, a simple well, investment account would, wow, well, it's bro, a ton of money. Well, bro, that's just, that's a low-end child support payment, bro. A dad who yeah. pays, you know, a dad who pays $800 a month, they're getting back over four grand. I did that calculation <sighs> the other day with my good friend Ryan on this podcast. We talked and yeah. I said, man, I was paying 830 a month just for my son. I'm like, well, let me do that real quick. And I'm like, well, she a state agent? Yeah. Did the math. It was like 4,700 something. You know what I'm like? Yep. Oh, my God. That's, they got $4,000 every time you made this payment. No wonder they didn't care you were a military veteran That's, trying to get over a yeah. brain injury. They didn't give a fuck. They wanted that 4,000 every month. They knew you had it. They didn't give a fuck if you would have whatever. They knew you had it. That shit is gutless to me, bro. You know, but I think it's what, it's not right. I think what we need to do to fix it, bro, honestly, is just give uh, presumptive fifty fifty could really help. It could really help because if you if you if you if you just give dad rights, we could we, this thing might slow up a little bit. If you just make it so, that it sounds like a good start. You know, I I don't think it's necessarily as far as as what it should be taken based on the facts you presented to me. Um, because, you know, presumptive 50-50 is great, you know, like, hey, if I had 50-50 in my life, you know, that might be an okay thing. Would that be what's right for the child? Uh, I mean, well, I think everyone in my life would argue no, but... Well, 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 here, well here's the thing. I'm not saying just regardless forever. I, I'm just saying 
I'm saying, listen, here's what I'm saying. Right now, here's here's the stat, here's how here's here's what we go off of. Here's here's how it goes. Uh-huh. Mom, mom and dad meet on their own time. Do have they have kid and then fucking only one of those two parties really I mean they both can, but usually one of those two parties takes the kid and and then the other person automatically has to go to court to see him. And then that's what's like that's what happens. When I mean the other person okay. at that point, as long as they're on the child, here's how we can fix it. Here's how we can fix it. Both immediately upon birth, both parents have 50-50, right? They both have uh-huh. custody to this kid. Now, if the other one has something wrong, there's a problem, boom, boom, boom. Okay, go to court now. Now you can go in here and say, this person does this, this person does that. But until you got a court order that says this person isn't a parent or isn't a good parent, you shouldn't have any authority to steal this person's kid. At I all. agree with you. You know what I mean? This yep. will fix it, bro. 100%. This, this could hey, I, Cause most of these court uh, cases are just people stealing people's kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? And we can fix it. Uh, Make the kid kidnapping illegal, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Make that shit illegal. In this state we there's, live in Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say there's a lot of pain out there, especially on some of the groups that we're part of, you know, that I see all these text messages, all these fathers being blocked. I mean mm-hmm. It, it breaks my heart, that you know, it, it literally does for, for some of these fathers that are crying, you know, that are literally like, hey, I'm, I'm doing everything I can and I'm just being taken advantage of. That is, is a, you know, a disservice, it's a distri- uh, it's unjust, and yeah, it should be 100% fixed. Here's what makes me hurt, bro, when I know that, here's what I know. I have tons and tons of evidence about my child, my child's mother, talking about killing my kids, talking about all the stuff I said. I was, in. I got a lot of fucking. I, I don't. I wouldn't just say it out loud if I ain't have nothing. Because yeah. this motherfucker made it all digital and motherfucking uh-huh. plastered it for and put it, gave it to every human being she could possibly think to give it to. Didn't hide it from no one. Was texting strangers telling them she'd kill my kids. So she was like yelling it from the top of wow. the world like that. Yeah. So like. I know other dads don't have that. I know other had dads like they just. I know other dads don't have. You know what I mean? They don't have like. I know other dads like. I know like. You know in your situation, this person just walked the fuck off basically. Like, uh, like other dads don't. The other dads don't like. They don't have some of our situations like this. They got situation where the mom is like playing it so regularly that like her like like. Like uh uh same caller Ryan he had he you know one of like one of his situations he has like the the, the the his child's mother uh she's worked at a pharmacy and she just I mean she had problems that don't mean she don't have problems she for sure had problems but she has a good job she had so it's easier to like hide the shit she do wrong you know what I mean play it regular like and then yeah man it's just I don't know, bro. I just think that could fix it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know one thing I will say about some evidence that you brought up? You know, um, as I mentioned, I dealt with a couple knives. I'm sure I dealt with a couple other violent situations, you know, that I just kind of brushed off. Like, whatever, you know, you're not actually, oh, you swing on me, you got 110 pounds wet, what are you going to do? Right. But I did take some advice 
from some friends and I got a PPO. Okay. Um, and I got that in place. Um, I thought about doing it the first time. I ended up doing it the second time. Um, you know, and, and that carries weight. You know, even if you just file the paperwork, um, the judge who I went and saw, who I've stood in front of multiple times, she saw that. You know, it's filed with court documents so they can look at all that. So, you know, I mean, hey, it, it's powerful and uh, the wheels of justice turn slow and yeah. patience, you know, yeah, being patient is is definitely, hey, it's, it's, it's rough because, you know, sometimes you need to you know, make a quick exit and... For me, that was that was something that I couldn't do without my daughter, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, man, but you did the right thing, man. And then, too, it's about listening to what when God tells you to move. And we can move, mm-hmm. like, we can move, like, but, like, we have to know. We have to sometimes, again, I say this all the time, turn life down and turn God up. If we got God on volume five, if we got in life on volume ten, we can't hear what the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit when we got God on five. Like, how can we hear yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? So we got to figure out how to turn God up in these situations, even though, because some of these storms is God-ordered. You know what I mean? Like, he sent, he sent storms. You know what I mean? Like, he sent them. Yep. And he let us go through them. But he wants he wants us to not, uh, not break. And then again, man, like, uh, you know, it says... Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Again, that's Paul writing, and he wrote that while he was in prison. You know what I mean? That was a jail, that was a a, a, a prison sentence. You know what I mean? So I feel like, shit, it, in reality, like, we got to know when he, when he, when he is. He, he, what he wants to know is where is our heart? You know what I mean? Like, where, where is our heart? We gonna, are we going to fold? He wants us to stay by him, bro, and lean on him. In yep. the midst of these storms, uh, not panic. And you did what he told you to do. Yeah, I feel, I feel you. Um, you know, God fearing man myself. I, you know, I probably don't attend church as much as I should. But daughter's in a uh, Christian preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe in miracles. I, I firmly believe in, in the power of, of prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when I was, I mean, hey, man. Uh, like I said, I've had some rocky times in my life, and I tell you, you know, with a hundred percent certainty, you know, looking out for your kids and doing the next right thing, you know, it's probably some of the most powerful advice I've ever heard, and it's made the biggest impact in my life. Um, you know, I, literally the last two years of my life have been the best they've ever been, um, and it, through all these hard times and all this stress that has been put on my plate, dealing with courts and my job and promotion and just new responsibilities and shopping for a house and all these things, all my ducks are in a row. Everything is coming together because I prioritize putting my kid first and doing the next right thing. And those two things are just so powerful. You know, whether you think it, you speak it, you make it be, you pray about it. All those things come to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, you just gotta be patient and wait, man, till he says go. Mm-hmm. Stop when he says stop. Move when he says move. But like, you gotta have some type of faith, man. You know what I mean? When it when, yeah. when it's time. And again, and you know, I, I you I believe you can go to church every Sunday, and I believe that when someone's coming who you don't think you look like or have anything in common with, you don't hold the door for them when. 
You know what I mean? Or are you? Uh-huh. I mean, I guess we do less of these things now that it's Corona. But prior to Corona, <laughs> like I'm saying, hold the door right. for people. Be nice. Speak to people, man. Maybe ask them yeah. what they're doing. Like maybe uh-huh. you know some 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 light. None not have to be yep. heavy. But if you're not living it. What difference does it make? But I think you might be living it, man. It sounds like, man, you got a you got a really good spirit and a good heart, bro. So that's how I know, like, uh-huh. like he's working, man. I, I, yeah, I, I, he never he never fails to amaze me as how powerful he is and how when he will when he will make a miracle happen. You spoke on miracles yeah. there for a second, but I truly do believe he will make them happen. And but we have to believe it. <laughs> That's the trick. It's true. And man, yeah, it's can't powerful. Be afraid to be bold for God. And dads out there, you just heard this man. You heard his story. You heard him talk about some ups. You heard him talk about some downs. He one thing he didn't do is quit fighting. One thing he didn't do is get in a bad headspace. Uh, I want to ask you like two more questions here before we conclude. Yeah. What would you say to a dad if he's um, if he's if he's hurt if he's hurting suffering from alienation right now? Uh, what advice would you give to him? Pick up the phone, call somebody, call me. You know, like I don't care. I'll talk. If I'm at work, I don't care. I mean, I can make time. I'd rather listen to anybody talk about their hard times mm-hmm. and just offer advice and hey, you know what? Come over and chill. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I got. You know what? I, I I could throw some burgers on the grill. Like we can go, you know, sit and chill. Like we can play Legos in the living room if you want. My daughter's gonna cheer you up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's make it happen. Um, communicate, you know, I mean, I've gone through some emotional stuff, I've been in some hard spots, you know, and and the biggest thing I can tell you is having people to talk to, whether it's your mom, your dad, your coworkers, you know, anybody, just just vent, you know, let it out, get get some advice, you know, make sure that you're not stuck in your head, because, um, you know, I've seen some people do some wild stuff, and uh, maybe they didn't have anyone to talk to. Maybe they just, the screw was loose. I don't know. But uh, I'd rather listen to people than attend their funeral, you know? Yeah, man, that's that's something powerful, Max. I was going to ask you, 21 dads a week uh, kill themselves over child access issues. Uh, how do you feel about that? That is sick. I mean, it, it, I understand the stress. Like, I do. You know, like... Yeah, I get it. It's sad. It's it's horrible. It's you know, if there's anything I can do to fix it, you know, put my name on the list. You know, call me. I don't care. I it doesn't matter what time. If I'm if you wake me up, I'm gonna talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's yeah, no, it's awful. That's what we need, man. That's why. That's what. That's what we we started start this podcast and just get a bunch of dads together to to, to actually form. Shit, grab hands, grab grab a man. You see him down, grab uh-huh. his fucking hand, grab him up, put him on his feet, tell d- help dust his ass off, push him around a little bit, help him get his equilibrium back. Now let's get back to it. You good? You got your bell uh-huh. rung. Let's go next play. But yep. if we can all get on that same page, but the thing is that our dads didn't have the opportunity to communicate like this. We are we're we're actually doing something powerful here. Uh, we've had a lot of dads on here talking about suicide, suicidal thoughts, and again, bro, like that's why it's important to start this podcast, talk about it, let folks know that it's they're they're thinking about it. There are dads out there that do win. It's important to have uh, dads like Matt on today because he he look he's sitting in the driver's seat right now. I'm sorry, he's in the passenger seat. He let Jesus drive this thing, but he's in the passenger seat. Bella's in the back seat. You know what I mean? And, and, and they're riding. 
So it can it can yeah. it can really happen. You just have to keep your head on. You have to stay dialed in. You have to stay faithful, man. Now, uh, okay. So, uh, what would you say to a mother out there who's alienating a child um, from a father? I think that's one of the worst things you can do. You know, um, you know. I mean. A father's love is powerful, you know, like, I mean, you treat your little girl like a princess, you know, like, is she supposed to know what men are supposed to treat her like, and maybe, you know, my daughter might grow up knowing how to change oil and not do her nails, Right. you know, but I just, I can't imagine. You know, I, to me, it's unfathomable to not be in my daughter's life. Whatever obstacle was in my way, I'd smash that down. You know, I'd make sure that I was. I don't care what I'd have to go through. And I don't think it's fair that, you know, what I see on social media and these fathers, I mean, what they're going through, it's, it brings a tear to my eye, you know. It, it, it's sad. Why, why do you think people don't like to really talk about it? Like why do you like why do you think we just keep recycling? Like, okay, Title Four was put into play well, I, in '75. Yeah, look, kids are paychecks. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know what? Yeah, For yeah, some women true. out there, kids are paychecks, and I'm sorry. Like, hey, it, I don't know if I offend people. I do, but. I guarantee you, I've oh, seen it. I, I know for a fact it happens. And, I mean, if that's what's going on, you know, it should, it should be changed. Yeah. You know, there's someone who will do better for that kid, is my point, you well, know. Like, we, we, we as a community, like, we just keep recycling the race conversation. When, like, I already know, like, okay, my friends from Sterling, they like, Rock and roll music. That's where I was exposed uh-huh. to rock and roll music at the weight room. And my friends from where we've, my, our county we from, they can listen to something so different. They're listening to, you know what I mean? Like, that never, never even, a rock and roll song in the weight room would never work for two minutes. But, like, I understand, but other than that, the jokes, the camaraderie, so much more the similar from when I'm, from when, and I'm mixed. So there's so much more, there's a lot, there's so, there's so many, there's so much more the same about when I'm, there's so much more insane, the same when I'm the only black person on the team and when I'm the only white person on the team. Like, there's so much more it's the same with the team than there is, there's, there's more of the same than there is different. You know what yeah. I mean? Music. I agree. Well, what they, like, what they say here, there, but like, other than that. <laughs> it's more to say we gotta get over there and talk about some new shit like what's going on if we talk about what's going on the same like me and you are doing we'll never get into our differences unless we get to talk like we're talking about what's the same here you know what I what we hear some things yeah. that are different you can go to Howl feel free I go to Howl I'm a little spooked but whatever bro same shit though right <laughs> like it's right? the same shit we have so much more in common more yeah than you I would, don't yeah I would agree with you. So it's like, bro, we got to start talking about fucking some of these issues instead of recycling all the same topics of what we don't have in common, bro. And I feel like it goes back to, again, what you're saying, kids are paychecks. So our government doesn't want 
anyone you know for the next week that you ask about Title IV, Section D. Title IV. Title IV, Section D. It's Title IV. It's Roman numerals. Okay. Section D. So All right. So ask for a week. No one's going to know. And then that should be suspicious to you, bro, because ask, like, try to just ask strangers, ask smartest people you know. Just really, bro, please try. And listeners, I want you to, too. Let's try it for a week, people. Let's try it, please. What we're going to do is ask people if they know about Title IV, Section D. Bro, I guarantee you, no one will know. They'll know, uh-huh. like, they'll hear, they'll be like, yo, you tell them, it's a, you know what child support is, you can just, you don't even have to tell them, fuck it, or you could tell them it's a racketeering scam if you want to, or whatever, but, I mean, they're just, they won't believe it, but it, it really is, the NFL does $10 billion a year, family courts do $50 billion a year, and they can do that because no one knows what the fuck Title Four is, but we know Tom Brady, but we know, uh-huh. we know fucking, we know who, uh, Lamar Jackson is. You know what I mean? But we, what we don't know is that the family court makes four times what the NFL makes. So, of course, we all don't know what Title Four is. Of course, we've had lawyers on here saying that fucking they don't teach this in family law when you're in college, in law school. They don't even teach it there. So, it's like, why wouldn't they? They're teaching them and prepping them for what they're getting ready to work. They're not going to do anything except for aid that system when they get there for real. But, I mean, unless if, but they're trying to keep it going, you know. But there are lawyers out there that do fight for the right thing. You know what I mean? They are, like, do know the truth. That do fucking fight against it and fight back. They're out there. They're just few and far between because where's the money in that? You know what I mean? Where's the money? Like, yeah. Where's the money, bro? So, yeah. I mean, you would hope it would be going to the kids. You know, that's all I can really say is I hope that it's it's something beneficial. You know, not a new Jag or, you know, a golf trip or something like that. That would that would disgust me. No, nah, man. It goes, the Title IV funding, bro, goes to fucking, it goes to their retirement funds and right back into their pockets. And I, I, I didn't uh-huh. even understand Title IV until Melissa Isaac who's an attorney, she's a power uh, father's rights, mo- she was in the father's rights movement or whatever, I seen her speaking, and it caught me, I was like, damn, I got it, and I, and, and so much so, one of the callers actually was like, I don't I don't know, where are you getting this from, I'm like, Melissa Isaac, I was like, you know what, fuck that, this ain't good enough, I called and asked her to be a guest, she spoke, I have an episode with her as well, but she broke it down right nice. on the show, she was just like, shit, broke it, broke it right the fuck down, and then I went and st- Kept studying it, looking at it myself, just looking up new shit, looking up questions. It's it's fucked up, bro. But yeah, we all need to just go out and ask people if they know about it, and they don't because they're not teaching us. Uh, and then and then okay. So lastly, here, bro. Um, and then what I want to ask you about is um your daughter. So you have her, okay. you see her every single day. She's five right now, so she won't be listening to this podcast tomorrow. But like that's true. Uh, I believe technology will stick around. So if 10 years, she's 15, she's here in this podcast. What words would you like to leave her with on this podcast? Oh, gosh, man. So, if I could do, like, a time capsule thing, I mean, obviously, she's going to hear all the nitty-gritty details. Um, I think she knows them all. I believe in being honest with my daughter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would tell her I love her and that I fought for her every step of the way and that I want nothing but the best for her. And 10 years from now, when she's 15, I'd tell her to... uh, 
I tell her she's going to get a slow car for her first vehicle, and that's just how it is. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that, man. Well, listen, man, I think all the callers, all the listeners out there can listen to the, 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 the conversation that just took place when I called Matt just now. And and really just hear that was just a just a that was just a real conversation we had. I'm gonna continue to call fathers and have real conversations, but this one was powerful because we're coming from the same uh, neck of the woods. This one is powerful because a lot of the dads and friends I make are are are, are far away. Uh, Matt, again, I could see him at Home Depot on Lapeer. Like that's a real thing that could really happen. I I, I travel to where Matt is all the time. Like to have, I, I'm over there, so that's beautiful to me to know that there's somebody in my community that I could pass on the street that we travel on, and fucking I could see this person with his with it in his truck, with his daughter in the back, and he's driving, and I don't even know she's back. I, I, that's dope to me. That's that makes me happy. Let 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 reminder to me that. People fighting the fight are in my community. They're in the same. They they go to fight their fights in the same building that I'm fighting. This is this call is a reminder to me. You know what I mean? To to also get closer and delve farther into my own community, in, into my own county, and, and the people that fought and go in the building. I go in and go find some more people that's hurting around me, in particular. And I know that this is happening all around the world. But I and all around our country, especially are the people I have immediate reach to. But I, I, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to work a little harder. But I, what I think I can say for certain is that like I have another friend here in Matt, and I have another partner in crime. This person right here is going to yes, help me out, talk to other people. He just said, "Look, if you need help, somebody to talk to." He's a he's a person who will answer his phone. Now, for the dads out there listening who are contemplating suicide over not being able to see your children, this is another person. You contact me, I will get you through the mat immediately. All you have to do, you can reach out to me on what, wherever. You can reach out to me on Instagram, um, JP at jpbrown.dfm, or you can uh, reach out to me on Twitter, OG underscore JP Brown. Either of them two places. Tell me you want to talk to Matt. You don't even have to say nothing to me. Tell me you want to talk to Matt. I'll get you right to him. Uh, but again, man, this person fought, he had ups, he had downs, uh, it goes to show he hung in there, he, he stuck in there, wanted to see his daughter, I mean, wanted to see his daughter, his, her safety through, he did just that, he wanted to stay by her side, he did just that, uh, the other parent walked out, and this, this man went and showed that single, there are single fathers out there, and they can do this, and get it done the same way a single mother can, and, Honestly, when I see single mothers, I they are um, the ones that are single mothers not by choice, I should say. The ones that are single mothers that don't uh, kidnap them. You know what I mean? Not, not those situations. But the ones that are ones that are single mothers not by choice. That just like, those ones inspire me. Because I'm like, look at you, bro. You, you're going crazy. Just the single mother, uh, the single mother... Uh, blueprint as a whole I have respect for it because I'm inspired by it because I know dads can do that too if they could do it then what, the same way when a chick see LeBron do something crazy on a basketball game so I, I might be able to do that move with, as far as the dribble I might be able to do that you know what I mean why not anything you can do I can do you know why not why not believe I believe I, I believe in equality man this is all about equality um, and so I just want to thank you for your time your energy um, and, 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 and your patience, man, I think that, um, I think that you being patient 
was a uh, moral to this podcast because uh, at any point you could have lost your cool um, and you showed you had to be patient through when, when things got hot with the knife. Uh, each time, you, the first time you said you had to be patient, dismantle it. The second time you said you had to be patient and think through the day and you had to like protect your vehicle and protect like your home and your baby. So you did what was right the second time. You were patient when they put you in the cop car. You were patient. You've been patient since January when, when all of it took place and it's just been you and your daughter. And then you say $30 is in between her and actually seeing her kid. And you've been patient knowing that $30 is the only thing. Like, <laughs> you know, you've been patient. You said you had the paperwork and you said it hurts when she asked. You could have, you know what I mean? Like, you're being patient. Yeah. You're just waiting till God tells her to come be a parent again. And it's beautiful I know. because you want her to be a parent to this daughter. I do. That's what's I, I know it's going to be a struggle for me. You know, I'm going to have a reckoning at some point in my life where I'm going to be face to face with my ex and have to explain, you know, to, I mean, there's going to be tears, you know, for my daughter when she sees her mother. But. That isn't anything that's happening today, yeah. you know, and I'm prepared for it. I'm, the only thing I'm worried about is making sure that my daughter is having the best life possible yeah. between now and that point when, when the mother decides she wants to be involved yeah. and it's not me keeping her away. You know, and I'm so. glad you said that, man, because we've interviewed maybe 60, 65, almost 70 dads now. And I just want to say, like, bro, that is really what every dad just, you, when you listen to what they're saying, each dad just wants the best life possible for his child. Now, I'm yeah. purposely asking him about his hurt. That's why I'm doing it because I know there's dads out there stuck in these situations and they have these similar situations and I'm purposely going in and bringing it out of them. But like really along the lines of like what they're saying when you hear about the passion, when you hear about what they're saying about their kids, how they feel about their kids, but they just want to fucking the best life possible for their child. That's it. They want the best for their kid. That's it. All the trauma, all the pain that's been said on this podcast, what you said is pretty much the moral of it all. Like, the sums it up. Like, the backbone of it. Folks want the best for their children, man. Dads. You know what I mean? And I think we should start being treated like it. Listen, man, I appreciate your time, your energy, and your effort, man. And, uh, again, dads, if there's any dads out there, you get out, reach out to me. Uh, and I'll get you right through to Matt. Matt, thank you. Again, man, hey, listen. Yeah, thank you. On air. Hey, you're a friend of mine. Add me on the book. Save my number, bro. Whatever you got to do, bro. But um, I, I want, I'm about to start liking your fucking post. You are a fucking friend of mine. Um, hey, man, and please, please keep me updated. Make sure you stay in touch, bro. I am extremely proud of you, man. I really do mean that, bro. Keep your head up, bro. And, man, uplift the community, man. Let's continue this fight together, brother. Yeah, will do. Talk to you next time, man. All right. All right.